Talk about it. Nigga, I want to talk about the plan you've been working on. I ain't working on no plan, Ray. I know you. And I know when you got something brewing. I know it. What I got brewing? You what I it? got brewing, Ray? You tell me. You done lost your damn mind, Ray. Man, I don't That's care what, what you, you believe. Did, Ray. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you believe, eh? Because I know you got something up your sleeve, nigga. Nigga, I'm going to stay up arguing with you all night. You cutting into go, my sleeping go, time. Go sleep, okay, man. kiss my ass and go good night. Go to sleep, nigga. Yeah. I hope, and I hope it's the long one. Yeah. Why are you talking to me go to sleep? Good night. I'm going to go to sleep. Good night, Ray. Why don't you go to sleep? Why, I can't, why for I can't just sit here and look at your ass and wonder what you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I got something brewing. I got an ass whooping brewing for you, Ray, if you don't stop fucking with me. Oh, that right. That's right, Ray. All right. Sleep tight, nigga. All right. Yeah, fuck you too. Yeah, I hope your ass pissed the bed with that weak ass bladder. Yeah, well, if I do, if I do, and then I put the sheets on you. How you like that? Swallow on me, bullets will follow on me There's so much coke that you can run the slalom The cops comb this shit top to bottom They say that we are prone to violence But it's home sweet home With personalities flashing, chrome meets chrome The coke prices up and down like this Wall Street home But this is worse than the Dow Jones Your brains are now blown all over that brown brome One slip you are now gone Welcome to hell where you are welcome to sell But when the shells come you better return them All scars we earn them All cars we learn them like the back of our hand We watch for cops hopping out the back of van Wear a G on my chest I don't need that but damn This ain't a sewn outfit Holmes Holmes is about it Was clapping them flamers before I became famous But playing me y'all shall forever remain nameless Sure I do. I tell you the difference between me and them. They trying to get they ones. I'm trying to get them M's. One million, two million, three million, four. In just five years, forty million more. You are now looking at the forty million boy. I'm raping Def Jam till I'm the hundred million man. R O C. Where you wrong? I came into this motherfucker hundred grand strong, nine to be exact. From grinding cheap packs, put this shit in motion. Ain't no rewinding me back. Could make forty off a break, but one rhyme could beat that. And if somebody woulda told him that hoe would sell clothing, not in this lifetime. Wasn't in my right mind. That's another difference that's between me and them. <laughs> I smarten up, open the market up. One million, two million, three million, four. 18 months, 80 million more Now add that number up with the one I said before You are now looking at one smart black boy Mama ain't raised no fool Put me anywhere on God's green earth I triple my worth Motherfucker I will not lose Put something on it I sell ice in the winter I sell fire in hell I am a hustler, baby I sell water to a well I was born to get cake Move on and switch states Cap the coop with the roof gone And switch plates Was born to dictate Never follow orders, dick face Get your shit straight Fuck on, this is Big J I <laughs> Will not lose ever Fuck on
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ever. Fucker. Hey, yo, what's happening, man? Early. <laughs> Early and often, man. This is the Untitled Podcast, man. I am your host, Boo, man. This is episode 36 of your favorite podcast, favorite podcast, man. Um, Got a special guest in the building with me. Um, it was 30, 30 some episodes 30 ago. 30 episodes, man. Goodness. Yeah, man. Grind don't stop. Yeah, you done made some uh, improvements in this motherfucker. Slight. I ain't mad at you. Slight. Slight. Yeah, it's lights in here now. Yeah, yeah. Little, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little something, man. It's lights in Wait here. Wait till now. the sun go down, man. Go no. make this bitch light up. We're going to make this bitch light up, yes, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. It's good uh, to see your growth, though. I yeah, man. Hey, this hey. your baby. The process is the process, man. Yeah. The work going to be the work. Yeah. Either way, man, appreciate it, man. I love. I I start. I, I honestly starting to enjoy the reactions when we do get folk come in, and they kind of just see it. The who saw it from the from the, the, the ground ground yeah, when it started, and, and they really, you know what I mean? Because it's, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It, like just know? like they can't see what I'm looking at, but it's it's totally different in here right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. totally different. And more to come, more to come, yeah. more to come. You know, plans is. is it's the greatest motherfucker, man. So that's what we going to I've been trying not to cuss in the first, just the first 10 minutes. I want to be with, oh. without me. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you know, for the YouTube algorithm and such? Yeah, man. Hey, I messed that up already. Like, yeah. I, the first thing I said was a cuss word. So you it's might all, have to edit it's, me. So. It's all good. I ain't got YouTube password anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, yo, so for, <laughs> for those who may not know, um, <laughs> for those who may not know, man, recognize that voice, man. That's my guy, man. It's my brother, uh, Lop. Oh man, but you know somebody who's on an early, early, early episode uh, with differing, but maybe the same circumstances. Similar. This was more drastic. A little bit. Yeah. This was this was a little more drastic. I was a sub last time. This is like you might have been yeah inserted right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm getting real minutes now. Yeah, you Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm getting real minutes now. Drew Bledsoe, you Brady, nigga, goat, goat. Oh, goat. Not at all. Not at oh, all. Oh, goat James. Not at all. Yes, sir, man. So how I, you feeling, brother? I'm good, man. Like at the time, last time I was here, I think I was coming out of my struggle phase. Mm-hmm. Like we were both going through our struggle phase at the same yep. time. Last yep. time I was, but at that time I was coming out of my struggle phase, and now I'm in the middle of like, like of my takeoff. Yeah, that kind of and, upward trajectory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't yeah, gonna yeah. lie, I feel good. Yeah, you look good, brother. You can tell. You can always tell when you, you know, you know what I'm when you're close with folks, you can see the energy starting to pick right. up. Right, you can them. see it on, you see it on people's faces, yeah, like they, the man. way they talk, honestly. And one, th- one thing that I always, that I underestimated was the mental process of getting out of the struggle phase. Right, like right, right. Like the, um, the thought process of lack thereof, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, scarcity mindset. You know, yeah. just having a scarcity mindset is like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have, I'm going to keep this just in case something goes bad. Yeah. I had yeah. to get myself out of that so I could start enjoying my life again. Right, right, You know right. what I'm saying? And now I'm just, I'm I'm actually going outside again. <laughs> I ain't been outside in a long yeah, time. Yeah, no, that's a fact. That's a oh. fact. And, and it's funny you said it because we do, we do go through that and- Especially that scarcity mindset part where you look at it like I was up and then I'm down. And when I get back up, because I know what down feels like, it's hard. Even though I'm pooling these resources and I'm bringing all this shit in. And life, you know, it's pretty good Mm -hmm. on the surface, right? 
but it was pretty good at one point before, and I lost, and I'm so scared of and I was losing on my it. Face. Yeah, exactly. and you, cause you, you kind of do that thing right where you're like, damn, like. I ain't had to buy that shit. I ain't had to do that. You just looking at all these things. When you're down, you, you're when looking. You're looking around your apartment. It's like, why did I buy that? That's some bullshit. I didn't. Yeah, that. I could have used that two hundred dollars right yeah, now. Yeah, that phone would help me today, right? So then you, like you say, you go into that scarcity mindset, and that's something that I think that's a, a not just a struggle thing. That's a black thing. That's something we go through as a people, just in general. True. You know, we're afraid to really um, invest money and shit. Because and I'm a cuss cause shit, uh, it, you know, yeah, it's whatever. Over now. But you know, we scared to invest money and shit, um, even time and shit, because we're so afraid of not getting it back or what happens if we lose it. We're scared yeah. to to purchase and buy these things because it's like, damn man, like that's a waste of money. Like no, bro, like you worked your ass off, you earned the right to purchase that. Go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I made a purchase a few months ago. Um, that for me at the time was a pretty big purchase. It wasn't the first time I had done it, but it was, you know, what I actually bought. You know what I mean? In my mind, you know what I mean? In my mind, like, yo, like, this is the, the best I've done. And this is the first time I purchased this um, because of I wanted it. Right. This now, is for me. Yeah, for me. Yeah. For me. Now, granted, I was going to need it eventually. And I knew what was going on. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? I was going to need it eventually, but I didn't want to get to that point. I want it for once to be, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So to, it don't break it out. Yeah, to get ahead of the struggle Excuse a little me. bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, I went through a little bit of um, not survivor's remorse, but um, ah fuck, it's a uh, ah, I hate that I can't think of it. imposter syndrome. Okay, went through a little bit of that. I don't deserve that shit, man. I'm tripping. Yeah. Let me take this motherfucker back, man. Give me something a little. A little more simple, a little, little, little more humble. Yeah, a little more humble. You know, and, and my brother told me actually, like, nah, bro, like, you know, upgrade your life. Like, you know, you can do that. And the thing is, I could afford it. Was the main thing was I could afford it. That's that's the thing. That's another going back to what I was saying in the beginning. You gotta you gotta start accepting that you're not there anymore. You have to recognize that your your situation is growing. Mm-hmm. And that is hard when you're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Like, because we, me and you, we talk all the time. Mm-hmm. You can tell me, it's like, all right, like, it's time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you told me, it's, mm-hmm. it's time. And then, so now I can be like, okay, I can look at it from your perspective because my, you my man, you're looking yeah. out for me always. Yeah. So it's like, okay, he not going to steer me wrong. So maybe I can take this risk mm-hmm. because I've, I've put in the work. Yeah. 70 hour weeks or what whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yep. I, I can I can handle jumping out and enjoying myself, getting making a purchase for me. Yeah. Type yeah. shit. And I'm just getting to that point to where I'm comfortable doing that type stuff again. Yeah. Like going on a trip. Like my partners, they just went to I don't know if you know about Mocha Fest on Instagram. Son, if is that a hashtag I need to search? Yeah, son. It's like it's like a fucking black party, and they travel to all these places all over the world, bro. And it's nothing but us. That's dope. It, bro. It's on Instagram. Look it up. Mocha Fest, bro. Mocha Fest. That's dope. And they went to Punta Cana. They was in Mexico. And my man, he asked me if I wanted to go. Yeah. And he was like, bro, gee, it's only going to be like $1,000. We own the room. Ooh. Everything is taken care of. And I had it. You feel what I'm saying? But I'm like, dog. What if work stopped slow down at the hall again? What if so and so and so and so? I was just 
yeah. scared. Yeah. And come time, when it's time to leave, I'm straight. I'm up. Mm-hmm. Right? And now I'm regretting it. Yeah. It's like, damn, I should have went. My boy, he down there, he's sending me videos every three days. Yeah. But we out here acting up. I'm like, yo, don't send me nothing. I blocked my mans for three days. <laughs> that's my, that's one of my best mans. Yeah. Like, like, don't send me nothing. But after that, I said to myself, I'm never missing out on some shit like that again. Yeah. If my man, because he, he travel a lot. Mm-hmm. If my man hit me up, you're like, yo, we trying to go to, because they talking about going to Jamaica in May right, for the right. same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm buying my ticket next month. Yeah. Like, so it it took me a while, but I'm here. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that fear is natural. Like, having that fear is natural. Um, it was unnatural was having that confidence of, bro, I can get that back. Like, I, I, you really got to hit a point where you realize that, number one, money is fluid, right? And I think that's the, the, the you know, you look at the glass half empty of, which is the scarcity mindset. Mm. But the glass half full is, once you get back up, it's like, damn, nigga, like, I was just down, and I'm right back, right, right better back where than I where I was at mm-hmm. before. It's like, oh, okay. So I'm now, now you're looking at it like, oh, I'm capable. So exactly. even, even even if I take a hit, I'm coming back. That's a fact. And you, so yeah, because that I I don't I don't know about the specifics of how many. That was my first time being on my face that bad. Yeah, like I was. Me as well. Me like as well. It, it 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 was. I was almost. I was close to homeless. Yeah, being a how my work situation and everything was like that. Like I was close mm-hmm. month or two more of that situation. I might've been out of it. Yeah. But now coming from where I'm at shit, I'm on, um, the, the Lulu and Ashley freaking website, looking at $3,000 <laughs> couches and shit. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. it's different. It's a complete 180, fam. And, and it's funny. And it's and not that it was quick, but it's just funny. Like when the, when it turns, and you look back and you see that that was literally just a moment. Right. It's hard when you're in it. You know, in that when you're living in it, it's so tough to really like tell yourself, this is just for right now. Mm-hmm. This is this. You know, this is where I'm at today. But it has nothing to do with the rest of my life. And like you said, it's hard to compartmentalize it because you wake up with it every day. You every wake day. up with the same problems. But looking back on it, it's like, Oh, that was really only like a year. Right. It was really only a year. Right, really. And yeah. I'm 30. I've had 30 years. Yeah. And it's going to be even more. It was only one. One, exactly. And it really wasn't that bad. Like, it was bad. It felt bad. But looking back on it, it was like, yeah. yo, you still had your place to stay. Yep. Your car still worked. Your yep. kids still was eating. All kind of shit. You had yep. so much to look at. But when you're in it, it's like, damn, I ain't got... Shit going anytime you need some gas, you need a new tire, all kind of shit. Just it felt like everything was coming at you at once, but it mm-hmm. it was really just life shit, right? You know what I'm saying? So now, now I'm not in the scarcity mindset. It's like, oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, I got that. Right. I'm good. I can take care of whatever whatever's coming. I got that shit. Yeah. It's nothing. Now. I can deal with it. Yeah, we'll it's get, nothing. Yeah, we we'll get that back. Yeah, I know a way. Yeah, exactly. Now yeah. we just gotta like work on my. Relationship part of my life Yeah The financial part I'm straight We'll get to that that. (laughs) I'm straight We're definitely gonna get to that My love life is trash Yeah man We're definitely gonna get to that man (laughs) Um, But but yeah Absolutely man I I really 
you know, um, and we didn't get to this too much. We kind of talked about um, in dealing in relationships when you're not in the best uh, financial situation. Uh, we spoke about just that feeling, you know what I mean? Like how even when you have a woman that's interested in you and you, your money's not where you want it to be, fine. you know, financially you're not with the space you want to be in, it's really tough to even give her you. Yeah. So you push it away. You do certain shit. You may be an asshole. Just be an asshole. On on on, on some leave me alone type shit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we quoted, you know, the Sir song, right? I ain't in the mood. If I ain't in my back. And it's real. I don't want to fuck. I don't want to do anything in until my I money get my shit right. together. Like I don't until I get like, my shit together. And, and and it's on. It's almost like a yo. I don't even deserve. Especially if she's dope. Yeah. That's especially if because you don't want to waste her time. Exactly because. Now you feel like, because if she's dope and you're not on your shit, it's like now you feel like she's like, you know, taking pity on you. She's doing you a favor and uh, by hanging out. It's like, yo, no, I don't want you doing doing that. I want you to go where somebody is. What's the phrase? Equally yoked yeah, with you equal, and shit yeah, like that. And, yeah, and I want part. you to. I want. You, I really want that for you. Yeah, I wish it was me right now. Right, right, but yeah. it ain't. And the other part of that too is, you know, you I, at least for me, I look at it like if it's meant to be, it's gonna come back around, and I rather it come back around when I'm up, yeah, or when I'm comfortable. Now, what the part we missed is if she a real, you know, what I mean, she's a real woman, she probably gonna ride it out with you. Is she really rocking with you? But upon introduction, you can't expect that. Yeah, not not at all, and the. The hardest thing to, for you as a man to to judge is why you're going through it is like if she's gonna be, if she's gonna stay around, right? But that comes back to something that I've I've been saying a lot lately is we really gotta just start dating people that actually like us. That's 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 you feel what I'm saying and. That'll solve a lot of our, uh, especially me. I'm, I'm talking about myself right now. Yeah. That'll solve a lot of dating problems. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of the women that I date are interested in me because of what they think a nigga is. Right. And who I really am is some is a weirdo nigga. Right. Low key. So, so and where, where does she get? And we about we gonna get to some music real quick. But where does she get the uh, impression of who she thinks you are? It, 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 does she get that from my struggle right now? But you know what I mean? But like when she, what does she see? Because obviously she doesn't see you every day. So is it just the social media? Is she kind of gauging it from that? That's what is I'm she saying. she building this profile, like this a being, created player? I, you know, you know, and I, I blame you. Okay. And because some of the, some of the women I've hmm. met have I've been through you. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? And you be like, my this nigga's the man and all kind of nah, bullshit you be saying and nah. shit like that. Gassing a nigga up. Nah, that's just me and, doing my me do that's just me putting my, my, my boy put in my position. Man's on. Yeah, it's me putting you on. You say put me, then, on, put me on. Then a nigga human. You feel what I'm saying? But But you know to be real, to be honest, the women I have put you on to, a lot of them initiated it. If you remember, a lot of it was I'm with you. They see a post of you on, you know, what I mean, when you with me, and it's not that I said, yo, this, you know, this, like it was just it's that you know, nigga, right? Yeah, yeah it wasn't that. Right. That when I do that, I don't get shit. 
point. It's just uh, you know what I mean, yo, out with my guy. Now, yo, now whatever, that I whatever. think about it, it was never that. You know, to be real yeah. about it, it was never that. I said you was the man. Is they saw you and, and, and interest was peaked, and they said, yo, who that? And me being the nigga I am, like shit, my guy. I mean, throw it up there. If you could dunk, you could there. dunk. Yeah. Especially if she calling for the ball. If she's the one calling yeah. for the rock. <laughs> if she calling for the call, of course I'm gonna. How she doing? I ain't yeah. her. Man. This is some music. This is some music. It's a perfect time to get into some fucking music because niggas ain't gonna play with me today. My fault, G. Yeah, nah, My fault, right. OG. Nah, you good, bro? You good? You good? You didn't do anything wrong, G. You did not a thing wrong. You just being you unapologetically. That's what I want. <laughs> so, so real quick, man. Um, so uh, this week's uh, Flavian is segment, man. We gonna do a uh. Uh, what we call a uh, pass the ox um, playlist, and this is going to be something where we kind of kind of play music we vibe into old, new, any genre, whatever. Just whatever music you fucking with, that's what we gonna play. You know what I mean? Just to give people uh, not only a view of you, but also you know give them some shit to put in their playlist. The whole point of this playlist was, you know, we give you a podcast. You know what I mean? Listen to on Sundays, and then Monday on the way to work. Got Give you a little something. Too. Yeah, there's something to vibe out to on the way to work. Get right. your mind right, your spirit right, all that good shit, man. So, um, let you pop it off. Okay. Let you pop it off. Well, my first one okay. is one of my favorite cuts, man. That's uh, Go There by Sir. Go There by Sir. Yeah. Say less. Let's do it. Okay, 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 cool. That that's the okay. You know what's funny, man, about me and you, I'm getting to my song in a minute, man, is one of the things that when me and you really, really started kind of clicking and meshing was when we realized how much we had in common. Yeah. How like niggas we are. Yeah, like niggas was like, nah, you fuck with that too. Like niggas was saying shit and was like, nah, like that. Like niggas really had real conversations based on similarities, but there was enough differences. 
to where there was a valid conversation being had, right? So I say that to say with us playing music, there's going to be a lot of music y'all hear. It's going to sound a lot alike because niggas' music bags are kind of... Very similar. Very similar. Very similar. You know, it's, you know, obviously we love our rap shit. We love our, you know what I mean? But niggas is R&B heads. You know what I mean? Niggas really fuck with the, Look, you know. I'm, I, if I got company at the crib, I'm not playing Nas. So that's just, a fact. just leave it at that. I just, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> just leave it at that. So with that, man, I'm getting to my, getting to mine, man. Um, I'm going to, 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 I got somebody that maybe people may not be fucking with and they didn't know about just yet. If they don't, put your ass on the day. Uh, we're going to tap into our guy, man, Alan Stone. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. man. Oh, yeah. And it's dope. Yeah, one yeah. of my favorite yeah. remakes, too, man. Because <laughs> you gonna play that remake. Yeah, that boy was singing that thing. Eh? Hey, look, I had that joke on repeat for like three hours at work. Ew, man. Loved it. Loved thing. it. So we're going to tap into Alan Stone, man. It's just love. I want to love you. So one question that we was actually supposed to get to at the beginning of the pod and didn't, man, just getting caught up in, in catching up and shit. Um, so uh question was asked last episode, man. Um, and actually, I think last episode it was two things. I'm opening it to three because I think three would give give a little more, um, a little more uh, room to move around a bit. Um, so any time period, you can go back to any time period. I don't care when it is. It could be uh, the beginning of the segregation. It could be, you know, the Egyptians' time. It could be when Jesus was walking earth. It don't matter. You go back at any point in time with three items. What point in time are you going back to and what three items are you taking with you? Uh, I, I always said that I wish I was in my early 20s, mm-hmm. my early to mid-20s around... 
between 90 and like 96. Dope. Okay. Like when Wu-Tang was popping, Outkast was popping. Like that's where I'm going. Freak Nick. Yeah. That's where I'm going. Okay. Okay. I I'm, see where you're taking it. I'm I'm bringing a cell phone just because I'm gonna be that nigga at the time. Gotcha. I'm bringing a cell phone from now. But when oh from now, yeah, back not 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 they not they sell. They gonna think your ass an alien. Exactly, nigga. I'm gonna be special. Rock out. You know I'm saying. Courage. Um, after that, I don't know. I might bring some crazy like a whip that they ain't never seen. Damn, that's on the spot. I ain't think about that too much. Yeah. Definitely a cell phone. I might bring a track hog back just to act up on it. <laughs> okay. Just to act up on it. In 93? In 93, just to, just to act stupid. Okay. Just to act so stupid. So what's your third? I don't know. Now, that, that that's the most difficult part. Yeah, that's what I was going for. That's what I want. That's the most difficult part. You got a track hog? You got a cell phone? Ah. Can I bring a person? Hey, you can bring anything back with you. I don't know, man. I probably got to bring my mans with me. Cause we gotta run these streets together. Say less. Let's yeah, get let's get it. Yeah. Let's get it. I'm with it. I'm Outside with it. in the '90s, nigga. In the track hawk. Come on, man. Come on. That's this the zoo. Think Zuzus. we cut up now. That's the whipping the Zuzus back then, nigga. We got that bitch. My the mama track. had a Zuzu. Hey, no you, hey, I'm just saying. Hey, them niggas had a Zuzus back and then. The Zuzu rodeo, yeah, nigga. Yeah, the rodeos was riding, nigga. <laughs> Bronc Ford Broncos and shit. Uh, them new new Bronco things is alright. I seen one of them shit. Them shit's expensive, motherfucker. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. Yeah. You, get gotta get you gotta get her. You gotta do it right though. Like, you gotta yeah. black it out, man. I, yeah, I'm gonna say niggas getting money yeah, now. Though, so. Yeah, yeah. It's in the. It's in yeah, the, you are. It's in who's 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 just me. Yes, you. Just me. Okay. Broke baby. I'll, uh, you ain't got, you got no, no money, money. huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Broke, okay. Baby. You ain't got no money. I'll accept that. Okay. I put in the work for that shit. Heard I put in the work you. for that letter. Yes, yeah, sir. That's a fact. Gunshot. Gunshot <laughs> yeah. for that. Gunshot for that. I'm taking that with me. Yeah. What color that card is? It's blue now. Oh, say like yes, that. sir. It's blue now. Okay, mind my business. Yeah, mind my business. So I mean, that pay went up too. Yeah, <laughs> yo, let's yeah. say it. Fuck yeah. it. I don't talk, care. Talk your shit. <laughs> talk your shit. Talk your shit. You ain't gonna be single long. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, so I hope not. Shit. Yeah, hey, I'm sick of doing all this shit by myself. Man, listen, it, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we ain't going in on nah, you. Huh? I can't. I can't yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do that to protect the lives of the innocent. Let's go. And the not so innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Shit. We can yeah. chop in on me though. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm here yeah. for. This is this is this is about you. Yeah, that's what I'm here yeah, for. This is about you. Yeah. So, um, NBA man dropped a, te- a top seventy five list. So the question has to be, who has better handles, Steph Curry <laughs> or Kyrie? <laughs> or, all right, all right. That's Cass not, is petty. That's that's, that's not, okay. That's not, but that's what I'm here for. That's not what we're gonna take it. But now, <laughs> but NBA top seventy five man, seventy five years of NBA basketball. Um, in the seventy seventy fifth season, um, first of all, are you still a Heat fan? I've always, I'm always gonna be a Heat fan. Okay, okay, uh, you have, you have. Since, yeah, since the UTEP two step, you yep, know who that fact. is. Then yep. you ain't, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. I'm yep. gonna be talking to you. Yeah, gotta do that shit the hard way. Um, so uh, how you thinking? This is, season's what a week, two weeks in. Yeah, we about um, four games in. Four, yeah, four games in. Um, what's your early impressions on the season? Look. I, I was saying this in one of my group chats, bro. I like the Bulls. Mm. I like the way the Bulls look. I'm not I even. Do too. I do I'm too. not even gonna hold you. I like the way the Bulls look. I know they they stumbled against the Knicks the other day, but that's because Lonzo had a bad game. If Lonzo was on his feet, they would have lost. And the Knicks not aren't a bad team. They're not. They aren't. 
They, they like were the, they were the four seed last year. Yeah, but they're gonna be like seven or eight this year. Well, because the East has improved. Yeah, yeah. East is a monster shit now. Yeah, it is. You got to think about it. It's Brooklyn, the Bucks, the Heat. Goddamn, if Philly get their shit together, Atlanta, Chicago, mm-hmm. Boston, and then and then you start talking about Charlotte. All kind of it's it's rough out here. You say Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. It's rough out. It's, you got you got ten teams that can legitimately make the playoffs. Yeah, like they they like they believe they're making it. Yeah, they're going to compete. Look, and then your your first round matchup is a beast. It don't matter yeah. who what what seed you in. And the Hawks have showed it. You in the East, hey, you can make a run to the conference finals. You and gotta, once you there, you, you there. got a shot. Once you there, you are there. And, and you know between that and also I cut you off between that and um, Toronto a few years ago. I forgot about them. You catch you catch the right matchups, right circumstance, get to the finals. Clay hurt. KD hurt. Shit happens. Ring. Shit happens. Championship. Cause it's I like I like the top three teams in the East to beat most of the teams in the West. No cap. Okay. Okay. Seven the, games? Seven games. Series? Mo, okay. mo, most teams. If if the only team that I think can can hold off everybody is the Lakers, and that's simply because of LeBron James. That's you. So in your in your mind, LeBron still has that kind of star power. Le, LeBron has that. Still has that intelligence in the game. Okay, he can control everything because if if it stay like this, the way it's going in the beginning of the season, LeBron James going to end up being your point guard real soon. Okay, and real Russ, soon, and because yeah, it's it, he's got to if if it stays like this. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying, and and that might be the best thing for us. Like he's naturally just an attack player. Right. He's just he's just six four. So yeah. they put him at the the one because they already had James Harden, right? Not because in college he played the two. He did. Darren Collison was Collison. their one. Yep. So might be what's best for that if you want me to be serious. You just like, yep. hey, look, just go get buckets and play D. We straight. Can you do that without being a shooter? Without being a three point shooter? I mean, Dwayne Wade did it. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I'm not saying he Dwayne Wade, but nah, nah, very, nah Clyde but Drexler a, did it. That's a very, very fair point. Very, yeah. very, very fair point. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to me, man. Um, I, I do, I do see the resurgence of the East, man. I still think the the championship is going to live out west. Um, I don't know if the best team made it to the finals last year out the west, but you know, Phoenix was a strong team. They were strong all year. Um, I you know what? And I take that back. I take that back. They were the best team out west last year I, I, because. I feel like they were young. They didn't know how to close shit out. I think they had to go through the bumps that the Bucks went through. Yeah. The Bucks got their asses whooped. I mean, you had a conversation about Giannis a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, the conversation was rooted in, should he leave? And I, I don't remember which one. I think both of us actually said, yo, nah, he needs yeah. to sit his ass down and win. Stay right there. Like, wait, why are you trying to go to Miami? Why are you trying? Nah, you need to win. You I mean, need to get better. He could have came to Miami. He could have. feel me? But. He could have, but just... <laughs> But the respect factor of no nigga, you need to get better. Yeah, go get better first before you go run to another team and all, go get better. And that's kind of boy came back with a jumper this year. You seen that shit? Yeah, hey, smooth mm-hmm. one. Shit, smooth one. And you know, um, who's that? That's Anthony Edwards said that. She said, "Man, motherfucker, seven, seven two, two yep. two eighty, nigga. Like he gonna get buckets. You know, end of the day, shit. We hey. my 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 thing is right. If you remember the um Easter Conference Finals last year, right. Katie was going off. Mm-hmm. Until Jeff Green fouled out and KD had to start guarding Giannis. Once he started guarding Giannis, 
Katie was tired. He his jumpers wasn't falling. He had to work so much harder after he started guarding Giannis. It's and you know and it's and I hate it. I do this a lot. I don't like that I do it because of I know the kind of the the arrows that come from it. But that's why I always had love for the Mikes and the Cobes mm-hmm. because that was a nightly thing for them. They got the best player every night. Now, granted, did they have their dog with them? Yes, you had your Trevor Reza, you had your Ron Artest next to you, you Scotty. had your Scotty Pippen next to you, you had your Ron Harper yeah, next to you. Yeah, Scotty guarded Magic, so. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you had that, but there was always a point in time was like, yo, watch out. Yeah. I got that shit, watch out. Now. Like, I'm going yeah. to bust his ass on offense, and I'm going to lock his ass up on defense. And being that two-way player throughout an entire series, do you remember when the Lakers played the uh, Nuggets? I think it was my Melo's third year, fourth year. Melo was cooking him. And Melo was like, yo, move. Yeah. I got him. It's a wrap now. I got him. I'm a, I am got to do something with that. Yeah. It, was, it was over after that. And he took care of it. He took mm-hmm. care of it. it you know what I mean? That. And that's why when I argue these points with people about like the greatest, and and, and that that's a moot point. You don't really know who's who. And then they different eras, different times. Talk. Yeah, you niggas just talking. Talk. You know what I mean? But that's why Kobe gets my respect in those conversations because I watched him against the other team's best player on offense, bust their ass, then turn around on defense and bust their ass. The 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 thing with Kobe is is like niggas that grew up like how we grew up identify right. with Kobe the most. That's why people get go crazy. When somebody say Kobe's not the best. Right. Like, no, nah, that nigga's just like me. Right. He's just like us. Like, right. that's how we, he's he's who taught us how to hoop. Right. Not the LeBron James type. That's mm-hmm. our generation. It's like, we, we can't, like, when the, LeBron James was going through that phase of when he wasn't shooting, when he wasn't taking over the games, niggas was in awe. Yeah. It was like, you ain't got nothing on Kobe. You ain't got nothing on Jordan. You don't even move how he moved. And, and the thing was, for us, just the mentality of, you're willing to let this game, you're willing to let another player dictate the fate of a game. You know what I mean? Like, yes, make the right basketball play, but sometimes the right basketball play is you taking that shot. Yep. In a day. You're the best player. And he showed it. You know, I think we all clapped when Braun went crazy on Detroit. We all like that. That's what the fuck I'm talking like, about. When, when, when I was the most proud of LeBron James is when uh, I can't remember the year, but it was when he was in Miami, mm-hmm. and them niggas from the Boston Celtics started talking shit. Yeah, and it was like Game Six or Game Seven. That nigga came back and had like forty two, sixteen, mm-hmm. and eight or some yeah. shit on them niggas. It's like, why? Where? Where, where that? Where that? Where that's been? And needed where, where, consistently. Where, where that's been? Kill consistently. Like trash these niggas. Paul Pierce should not be checking you, LeBron James. And I'm sorry. And that was always. I mean, even you look at that that Dallas series when they lost. Why is Jason Kidd guarding you? Jason bust, Terry. Yeah, is that bust their ass? They shouldn't have room. And that was always my thing. I remember watching. I hated um, that nigga that year, bro. Yeah, who? That was his first. That was his first year. Jason Terry? No, I hate LeBron. Oh, Bron? Because he had came to Miami with all that shit. Oh, yeah, We yeah, get yeah. to the finals, and that nigga was on some, oh, my God, And bro. I watched that shit. I watched that parade. And, and the thing is, is, and I've always said, you know, I said, man, Bron talked too much. So he got in that parade. Not one. Not two. Not Big three. Big mouth ass. Like, nigga, you don't have one. Did all that shit, and they didn't even show up. Man, you got one. I was in this, I was at seeing the barbershop, man, and 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 didn't I, and I want to make it clear, have the utmost respect for LeBron. I love LeBron as a player. I actually, in the last year and a half or so, realized my beef was never with LeBron. 
It was with his fans. Oh, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, I've always so I've realized that. Oh, you know what, Brian? I have no issue with you. The issues I had with you were there, but there I, you've alleviated, you alleviated a lot of those. My issue was with your fans, but my thing was I'm watching this shit and I'm like, oh, you think this is easy? You think it's sweet? Yeah. You think because you teamed up with you think that's enough? And this no, is coming. You got to put in the work now. I watch Carmelo and, and Jerry Payton, Gary Payton come. And I, wa- I saw them say the greatest starting five of all time. I saw this on Sports Illustrated. I saw this. I saw Steve Nash and Dwight come to LA. I saw all of these things happen. I'm like, oh, you think I just not realized that, that shit happened twice to Kobe. Yes. Yes. I know that nigga was mad. And then you look at the teams Kobe won with. I know that nigga was mad. Yeah. But, he, but if you pay attention, Kobe never got over the top. He never went too high on that shit. Maybe they had a little press conference or the media day shit where he had uh, Dwight and, and Steve Nash. And he was like, man, y'all all this talk, who's team? It's my fucking team. It's my, and we got work to do. Like that, he knew. But that's why niggas love gold. It's a, it's a certain, and, I, and, and you were right, it's a certain mentality that comes with growing up under a code mm-hmm. of him being the face of that league. It's a certain mindset we have. It's a kill or be killed. Yeah, because we grew up on Kobe and Iverson. Yep. Those were the two best players. In Killers. The league. Yeah. Killers. And and the, the the cast that came after us, they had LeBron James and other niggas. Yeah. That didn't act like Kobe and Iverson. And so the killers it. and the killers didn't get really respected. Cause to me, I was looking at Melo get drafted what? Third, third fourth? Third. That was the third? Yeah, because it was Braun. That's right, Darko Mello. I watched Mello get drafted third by a team and then take that team to the playoffs. Coming off of Natty. My, my, my thing is, Mello and Wade both made the playoffs their rookie year. Mm. Both of them. It's a fact. And that's when Wade had like Karan Butler, Lamar Odom. Lamar and shit. Odom, yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That that the year after that is when they got Shaq and all them niggas. Yeah, got Shaq that next year. Yep. And went crazy. Did he want to ring the first year or Shaq or second? Second year with Shaq. Second year with Shaq second went crazy. Shaq. Yeah, the Cavs are third year in the league. Yeah. So I'm looking at these things like, damn, like these niggas are killers. These are and, and I always call them Kobe kids. Like these are Kobe's kids. Kobe babies. Like these yeah. are this, these are his niggas. You know what I mean? So it is real inter- interesting to watch, man. So the Lakers drama, man. I'm a Laker fan, so obviously I can't speak objectively on this. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say we're gonna figure it out somehow, some way. But um, my question is actually twofold. First question: Did the Lakers do the right thing in taking Russell Westbrook over Buddy Hill? No. Okay, so so Buddy, absolutely not. Let me ask you a, que- a, 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 a question after that mm-hmm. because I'm still out. You know, I mean, the jury's out for me with that. Do you feel like Buddy is that great of a shooter? And do all, my other question, well, my better question is this. Do you think bringing in a high-level shooter puts you in a better position than bringing in a high-level playmaker? For that team specifically, yes, because you have the greatest playmaker of all time. In my okay, opinion. okay, okay. Because you don't, you don't need, and, and especially because of the way that Russ play makes it's not like like LeBron's playmaker. It's not orchestrating everybody. He attacks the basket, and the dude that's under the basket gets the layup. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? That that's how Russ typically gets his his 
thousand assists. He's in attack mode. He can't score. He gives it to the guy next to him. Right. LeBron James is, all right, I'm coming down here. I'm going to get Buddy a shot. He ain't got a shot in three yeah. trips type shit. And then it, it would have been better because if you look at the way the team's orchestrated, LeBron James is typically the best three-point shooter on the floor. It Like, did you see the game when they just lost to OKC? Yeah. Fucking Malik Monk shooting fucking... Yeah, for like, the logo. It's, it's like, come on, son. And then right before that, Russell Westbrook pulling up with three people in his face for a three. Like, this is the best situation y'all 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 thought was like it it, it it's frustrating to watch because yeah. you could have had buddy hill coming off of anthony davis screens getting past the ball by lebron james making the decision with the ball it's fair very fair, very fair. and then my another one of my beasts with the lakers is is anthony davis gotta act like he's the best player in the world yeah it, it frustrates me how anthony davis can watch Giannis do what the fuck he's doing and not think, oh, that could be me. I need to be dropping 36 and 16 every night. I think at a certain point, at a certain point, you start realizing who players really are. He ain't cut like that. That's what you're saying. I don't think he cut from that cloth. He ain't cut like that. I don't think he cut from that cloth. How you feel about Anthony Davis making it over Dwight Howard in the top 75? Uh, It's tough. That pissed me off. I ain't even going to cap. Because prime Dwight was different. Okay. But I do recognize recognize the politics in the NBA and Dwight pissed a lot of folks J- off. Just because they don't like him. But think about it. Is Dwight Howard a top 10 center ever? If he's not, he's like 11 or 12. If we're being objective and being yeah. honest, Just yes. be completely honest. Objectively and honestly, yes. That's what I'm saying. But if we're not being honest and we're going to throw guys like George Mike in and shit and all the men that who never even even if you put George Mike in at the ass end and he's George Mike is ten. Like I said, Dwight is like ten. I mean, it's like eleven or twelve. He's not much lower than twelve, bro. I can't give you eleven centers better than Dwight Howard ever. In no particular order. If I'm just naming centers, I'm thinking Keem. I'm thinking Will. I'm thinking Kareem. I'm thinking uh, Pat Ewing. Um, I'm thinking David Robinson, David Shaq. Robinson, Shaq. Um, Moses Malone. Moses Malone. It's time to start naming Dwight. No bullshit. Yeah, because need, once you, need to be because, because once you once you get past that, and I'm, I'm thinking Zoe, but Zoe and Dwight. Mm, I don't That's know. what I'm saying. Yeah. His name needs to start coming up. Yeah, I he mean, may not be in front of somebody, but niggas need to start considering him now. And where we at? Seven. Hey. I agree with you. You feel what I'm saying? So how is the seventh best center, arguably, the seventh best center, not in the top 75 players ever? It's It's only five positions. Very valid question. So if you, objectively, you got the top 10 players at each position. position. You still got got 20 extra niggas. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 25. 25 extra niggas. To pull from. How do I have it? And Anthony Davis, who ain't did shit. That's LeBron James' ring. That's very... Mm. Would Anthony Davis have that ring without LeBron James? Does LeBron get that without AD? LeBron already had rings. But I'm talking about that particular ring. But that's what I'm saying. Okay, but that's and, the and, and, I, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why I asked that. And, and honestly, and, not, and again, this is because it, it seems like it's like the the He Man Bron Hater Club. Like no, no, no. The reason not. and the reason why I say it is because in watching that series, the Lakers won when AD was AD. 
Braun was Braun the entire series, but it's when AD became AD, those four games when we won. So that's why I say, now granted, it's Braun's reign because Braun was Braun the entire six games. But the only thing for me is, it's like, yeah, but Braun couldn't do it without AD. And it, and it goes back to what we talked about, right? How many games did we see Cole, you know what, I'm going to get this one. Like, I'm good for one. Cole, I, I remember, AI, all one finals. I'm good for one. Yeah. I will go get us one. I can yeah. get us one. You can't get us one on your own. You can't get us one by yourself. Against that, no offense, that Heat team. Yeah, that wasn't the best team. To, and especially with two of our best players was hurt. Bam and Gordon was hurt. But but that's that's even more 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 of my frustration with Anthony Davis. Hey, I'm agreeing with you. Ugh. That cloth ain't it, man. That cloth, you know what I mean? Like, some look, some niggas, when they say they cut from a different cloth, they be right because they're a napkin. <laughs> Yo, where did I you see know that at? <laughs> I seen that <laughs> fucking somewhere. Shit. Hey, that's real shit. Some niggas yeah. will tell you they cut from a different cloth and they're absolutely right. They fucking napkins and paper towels. They bounty. They the swifter, quicker picker-upper. But yeah. You know I, mean? like, I like the heat in the Lakers in the finals again this year, though. That'd be a nice final. I'm taking bets. I really, okay. We can do that. I'm taking bets. Let's get there yeah, first. We, yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to make dad bets. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. want to make it better than it don't happen. You yeah, know? especially if somebody fucking get hurt. That shit don't count. But I love Kyle Lowry. I like Kyle Lowry for us. When when he was in Toronto, when he was required to do a whole bunch of scoring and all that kind of crazy stuff, I ain't like it. But now, all he got to do is be a drum major. Shout out to uh, shout out to E man. Even been calling him Hall of Fame Larry for a long time, uh, and I've been bucking man. I'm like nah, but you know what? He get these boys a ring. Ah uh, shit. Kyle Larry has been a floor general since he walked into the league. Yeah, he's been an absolute floor general. I'm gonna tell you what my homies call that nigga. My homies call that nigga Oompa Loompa. <laughs> That nigga damn sure That nigga damn sure is one They but, call that nigga Oompa And shout out, to, shout out to Jones I told Jones the reason he liked Kyle Lowry Because he played as like him <laughs> He ain't like that I said no nah, yeah, And I think about it So you hit little timely threes and shit You fuck with people getting their heads and shit Get your little assist off You gonna lock a nigga up on defense For two possessions that count Like nigga you, you Kyle Lowry You that's Kyle you. Lowry nigga You, you identify with that nigga That's yeah, what it is absolutely Absolutely uh, let's get into some more music, man. That's a dope segment, man. Get some more music. Okay. What you got? Okay. Um, let's go with the uh, on site by the Free Nationals with Jiddy Jid on there. Oh, you going going? Yeah. Introduce y'all to some shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got to. Yeah.
shit. I was on site by the free nationals. You know, one thing I always hate about this shit, man, be like, we only do like a little quick little minute 30 so you don't get the whole. Oh, yeah, they don't so, get the whole vibe. Yeah, you got to play it, though. Yeah, yeah. Gotta play hey, that. y'all heard it, so play it. Yeah. Let that shit rock, gotta man. Play that. We got to start getting paid for these, man. It's coming. Oh, for Monetize real soon. Come on, man. Yes, sir. Um, So, I'm going to, because you ain't playing, fell. So, I got to go to the cheat code, man. So, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go to, to my homeboy, man. One of my favorite artists, man. And nigga, I didn't realize was as old as he was. I always thought he was a young boy, man. So I'm going to tap into the Good and Plenty remix by Lucky Day, man. Fisha Masego <laughs> and Alex Eisen. Get that up, bitch. Yeah, man. I'm sick of your ass, Acting up. Got me fucked up. Now I'm about to pull something out. I'm yeah. jacking in Digging my shit bag. now. Yeah. Deep in it. Get in. Like a Georgia peach tree, picking sweet twig behind the seas, running down your knees. What a bloody need, feeling, feeling up to my teeth. I looked over to the left. I think we should let it burn tonight. No, I love it when we slip inside. Don't stop coming, got enough supply. Sleep, wake up, and So um me and we we've talked about uh we've talked about you know the return from from the fall off. Um we talked about kind of being financially secure. Um but one question that I asked you I picked this up from another podcast, but I would thought I'd bring it, especially with you being on. Um and it's twofold, so we'll start on one and get to the other. Uh first thing being um what is success to you? You could describe success like what is because success is different for different people, right? Like what I look at as successful and what you look like. Some people just want to be the absolute wealthiest person in the world. And for them, that's a certain level of success. Some people value different things. So for you, what 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 does success look like, like for you? Um, in just the, the vision in my head is me as the, the kind of man that I am, I want to be able to give my family all their needs and if they come to me with a want I can provide it if I feel like it gotcha does that if that makes sense it does. if I'm um I I I'm not saying no because I can't mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying like my wife wants to go on a trip with her homegirls like okay here go five grand do your thing right type right. stuff yeah that's success for me freedom honestly yeah. okay freedom and not having to stress about 
finances is the biggest thing that I am striving for in my life. That is the reason why I have added another hustle in my life. Mm -hmm. That is the reason why I'm trying to plan three, four, five years down the road right. financially. That That is what success is to me. Just the freedom to, to bust a move whenever I want to. Yeah, and I, I think that that for me, my and oh, here we go again. My 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 definition mirrors that a little bit. Mm -hmm. In that word you kept using, it's just that freedom. You know, freedom of time. Um, you know, to do things and not be worried about making up from it. Yeah, you know, like you said, wifey, wifey wants to take a trip. She said, "Have a blast." Yeah, we good. You know, go have, have a ball. You you, you want a new? You know, get get you a new car, not because you need one, not because this is going bad or whatever. No, get a new car because you want a new car. Hey, I, I ain't really feeling the, the the SUV no more. I want a truck. Or I ain't feeling the, the truck no more. I want a car. Like doing these things and not being, not feeling irresponsible in doing them. You know, and I got that from, um, I got that mentality from my grandfather. Mm -hmm. uh, rest in peace. Uh, I don't have any more grandparents with me, mm -hmm. but my, the way my grandfather treated my grandmother, mm -hmm. like my, my, my grandfather was a ultra masculine man and my, my grandmother was super feminine, yeah. meaning that she was for lack of a better term, chaos. Okay. And he was stability. Yeah. Like it was, you knew exactly what you were getting with Albert Ramsey. The definition of opposite attraction. Exactly. And and I, when I say chaos, I don't mean that in a destructive way. Right. She, my my grandmother always had something going on. Yeah. She was a RN. She she was smart and she was she was the the head of my family. Right. There's no yeah, question if ands or buts about it. But she always had something. It was always something different. Right. She was running this at the church. She was doing this downtown. She was she was everywhere. But my grandfather, he was an engineer. Everything was laid out by the book. Everything perfectly planned. And even in their dynamics with each other, it was chaos and stability bouncing off of each other. If something were to go on with, let's say, her grand their grandkids. She would be bouncing off the walls, and he would calm down. Be yeah, be this, and that is what I'm striving for in in my relationship. And when I say I want a feminine woman, and I don't mean that as someone that's like, um, uh, a homemaker, right. because I don't. Not I don't want to limit world. that. Yeah, it, I'm not. It, I don't want to yeah, limit anybody it, it, to yeah. doing anything like that. And that is a work in today's world, not with the social media and all that shit, man. Because it, it really goes back to that. I don't mind being devil's playground, and you just have all this time to just look at shit. Mm -hmm. Nah, something's going left. <laughs> well, okay, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that she would have to have a job, but she needs to have something. It, yeah, does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, I've had this conversation before where it's like. Yo, you have to do something. Yeah. Like, and even, you know, if you are working, right? Like, you can't just go to work and come home and that's where it ends. Like, you need something. Now, it doesn't have to be a five-day-a-week, seven-day, two, three times a week. A hobby. What do you, a hobby, exactly, that you do, whether it be working out, whatever. You need something that you enjoy doing because if you don't, what happens 
is that you carry over your issues. So whatever happens, resentment builds. Yeah, is that because all you got is work? Yep. So if it's like all you got is work, and then you come home, every issue you have for work, you bring home with you. Yep. Now you had a good day at work, you bring that back with you too. But you don't want your. How often you have a good day at work though? Exactly. Exactly. So then it's like okay, well, cool. Your 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 mindset now is I'm carrying my issues from work carry home and you can't separate them and you can't have your your work life then dictate your home life and now I'm getting it exactly but now, yeah and on 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 the other end us as men we got to start controlling that shit too okay because we we put a lot of our Outside life on our woman and expect her to make just make it better because that's what they're okay. good at. Okay. They, in every aspect of my life, when there are women around, especially black women around, mm-hmm. my life improves. Okay. So I depend on them a lot. Yeah. And then I was talking to a friend of mine and I told her personally, I was like, yo, when I go through something, I call you. Yeah. I'll let you know that right now. And she told me flat out, she said, sometimes that's a lot. Yeah. And yeah. that kind of hit me. It's like, I, I am giving you a whole bunch because I will call her and I will be on a brink of tears. Mm-hmm. And she she never complains. She will always hold right on to it and give and regurgitate freaking some because she's super smart. Some yeah. shit she heard from college five years ago yeah. and give me all kind of advice to get me back on my feet. Right. But one day she just told me, she was like, yo, that's a lot sometimes. Yeah. Because I go through shit too. Yeah. And I'm, as your friend, as a woman, I'm just expected from you to just be able to turn that around. Just deal. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been kind of more aware of, of dishing that out to people. Yeah. I need to handle my own shit. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's funny because you hear like this constant back and forth, right, between men and women. A lot of it being black men and black women. And in this in in my mind when I see it, I see it as a constant argument over who does what for who. Right. So how you say you put that on her, and she's saying, Yeah, there is a lot. And then, you know, black men saying, well, we don't have anybody to talk to. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they're not saying that was that situation. No, but I get what you're it's, saying. It's such a, a, a back and forth that we have to navigate. And part of it is because, and this is actually just me just kind of thinking, and, and off the top of, top of my head, just thinking about it. As a people, we're really just now coming into an identity yeah. of what roles we play. Right. And you and you see this constant battle of gender roles and, and when you spoke about, you know, your your grandmother and your grandfather and that's in that relationship, I saw that on both. And you know, and and I'm blessed that, you know, I still have uh one grandmother left. Um, but I saw that where, you know, no matter what went on, we knew who ran that house. Mm-hmm. We knew who ran that family. My grandmothers ran both families. Like, you know, a lot of times you when you you think about black families, they kind of fall tend to fall apart. When grandma, when grandma's, when grandma's gone. gone, when grandma leaves, it falls apart. You know, my grandma passed um, two years ago, and well, one of my grandmas passed two years ago, and I watched things kind of. In in not saying that the family fell apart, but I don't remember the last time we were all together as a family. Since was at her funeral. Yep. Was then? Was then? We we she passed in October twenty nineteen. We did Thanksgiving. 
you know, and that was more of a we had all planned on doing, like at least my cousins. Mm-hmm. We all talked about doing things even at grandma's house because this might be grandma last Thanksgiving. So let's be here. Right. Right. And then she passes before. It's like, oh shit. Yep. Yo, Thanksgiving at grandma's house. Like, we got to do this. You know what I mean? So, but since then, I can't tell you a time where we've all been together and enjoying each other and, and doing all the things that she loves seeing us do. Right. You know what I mean? So, but when you when speak about gender roles and, and that kind of thing and just this whole dynamic of the black family is tough because there is no real dynamic yet. We're want, still learning it. You want to know what our problem is? What, well, what I think our problem is mm-hmm. as in our generation yeah. of black people, why we aren't getting together, mm-hmm. our obsession with independence. Yeah. Our obsession with, I can do all this shit by myself. The biggest question we ask of each other is what can you give me? Like what, right. what do I need you for? Right. Like a lot of people in our generation, a lot of men ask women that a lot of women ask men that yeah. it's like, what I got my own. I, yeah. That I fucking hate that question, <laughs> but it's, it's like, fam, I want to be around you cause I enjoy you. I'm, right. I don't, I don't need you to pay my bills type right. of thing. Yeah. And I'm not coming over here to pay yours. Right. Type of thing. It, are you an enjoyable person? I said that last time I was yeah, here. Yeah. Are you a nice person? Yeah. A lot of people don't understand how difficult they are to be around in just a simple setting of we're both in the house together mm-hmm. because uh, social media has relationships looking dope. We going on trips and you know, it's mm-hmm. weddings and all kind of crazy shit, yep. but real life is in between all that shit. Yep. It's, it's Wednesday at seven 30 the game's on. Like, can I enjoy being around you doing my thing while you're doing your thing? Yeah. Can we do that together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I, like, it, at their late age, I, I, and, I, and I use my grandparents, both, both sides, yep. as, like, my, mm, excuse me, like, the holy grail. Like, this is what that shit should look like. This yep. is what love really looks like. Yeah. They enjoyed being around each other. Until they couldn't move. Like they couldn't mm. walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When my grandmother passed, she passed away this year in February. Right. The last thing she said was, I'm going to go be with your dad. She said that to my my mother and her. I'm going to go be with your dad. My yeah. grandfather passed two years ago. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And that's that's all she talked about yeah. was Al. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like they loved each other so much. Yeah. Our obsession with I can do everything by myself is stopping us from finding people that that enjoy us. That's real. That that can actually enjoy being around because all we talk about is 50-50 and fucking $200 dates and all kind of shit. Like who gives a f- who cares, bro? <laughs> it's our relationship. If if in our relationship I pay all the bills and you take care of the kids, that's our relationship. Yep. Who gives a fuck with anybody outside this house? Because when shit get bad in this yep. house, don't nobody care. Nope, not at all. Not at all. So that like going back to what I said at the very beginning when we start, start dating people that like you, people that you like. Mm-hmm. Everything else can work out, bro. Especially, yeah. especially in this day and age where we're starting to make more money as black people than we've ever had. Yeah. I know more people in our age group that are successful than I ever saw when I was growing up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ever saw when we, I was growing we, up. It, like, we got people, not to cut you off, but it's literally people in our age bracket 
making more money on their own than our parents made or together. together. Like they're making more. Like when you think about it, they say the median uh, black household is somewhere between, like, I think, like $35,000 a year, right? Bro, thirty five thousand. I can name ten niggas that make more than that right now. Easily, off I can give top, you twenty off the top. Off the top, of my top you know what I mean. So, it, so it's just, like you said, and, and that's where it goes back to the point I made about us as the people. We're really kind of walking into who we are. You think about it. This is twenty twenty one. A hundred years ago, where were we? So, how far can you advance in a hundred years? You see these other races and these other dynamics. Who, even when you think about, um, you know, people who immigrate over. You know, yeah, they immigrated over, but they have a culture and they have something that was built there and they just bring it over with them. Yep. We're still trying to find ourselves. Identifying ourselves. Like we yeah. really don't know who right. we are as a people just yet. So it's really tough. Like our family dynamics, we know what Big Mama was. We know we know all these things are. Sure, it sounds great. Yeah. But how do we apply that and how do we actually get that to become whole? Because, again, we went from our grandparents being together to how many um Single parent households Did your friends grow up in Yeah To the point that It was weird That we had that it was, we, we, we were the weird we talked, ones We talked about last yeah, time like We were weird for having both parents Yep Like we were looked at as privilege Because our looked father at, lived yeah, in the house and, yep. and sure we were Because of that But mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, Well yo like We ain't no millionaires Like we ain't Oh, it, ain't, it ain't even that good If you yeah, want to be honest man. Honestly I'm shit I, Arguing the shit And yeah, beefs I, And wild shit I'm nigga. beefing my father right now Yeah Like it's not all It cracked up to be I mean you know My father You know he had some Health issues And like just watching that mm-hmm. Like nigga that's your Superman I'm watching my pops Like yep. you know Deal with shit and, and you know Thank God that he's He's gotten through it And he he's on the upswing Upside, of it. Yeah. But it's tough to watch and you know you ain't got no choice but to be a hey, yeah, because I'm not just being here for my pops. My mom's is here. I gotta make sure she's straight. Now I got now you the one that got to take care of your family. Man. Exactly. Get now you happened. on the back end. You know what I mean? And I look at it like like man, my uh, my pops had surgery, and my brother called me. My pops had a uh, and he had open heart surgery. My brother called me. And my brother said, "Make sure mom's straight." Yeah, like that's what he told me. You like you know my brother's out in Seattle. You know he's in the military doing his thing. He called me, CEO, make sure mom's straight. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. And it's not a lack of love for our father. Like you know our pops is our pops. You know what I mean? Like you know you know my dad's like my best friend. Um, but yo, make sure mom do straight. Like make sure she all right. If she need yo, she needs something. So I'm bringing you know lunch and dinner to the to the hospital and shit. Like yo, what you need? Need something from the house? Cool, I'll go get it. You know what I mean? Like, just you're comfortable with what you can. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I get it and I understand. So, when I think about what a black, what the black household is, um, it's very hard because, again, you get, like you said, all these arguments you brought up, $200 dates and who pays the bills, and that's because of a lack of identity. The thing, okay. And another, like, that was, that's, that's the biggest thing. The, to me, the second thing that I think we struggle with is how many women can you name? And I wish we had a woman here so I could ask them how many men. But how many women can you name off the top of your head that you just simply enjoy being around? It's a good question. It's a very good question. Not you. You can invite her over, and you're completely okay with not having sex. No sexual interaction whatsoever. How many? I, I, 
I won't need all the fingers on my hand, bro. Yeah, it's less than less than less than five. I won't need all the fingers in my hand. I'm 30 years old. That's how many women I've in I've enjoyed, and and the only reason I could come up with that is because we weren't trying to actually like each other. You feel what I'm saying? Like we weren't. We weren't getting to know each other to enjoy each other. We were getting to know each other to check off boxes. Yeah. This nigga has a job. You know, he's got a good credit score. He's such and such height. He's this strong. And you're doing the same thing with her. Yeah. She's smart. She's She could take care of kids. She's willing to have kids. But do I like this woman? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, do... It, it's so much value in that. Yeah. That it, it's, it's so much value in that. And it's funny because it's that being one of the most valuable traits to have, for, like you said, just liking somebody. And it's so undervalued in the grand scheme. It's, it's so simple that it's, it's so, it's hard to find. It's, you know, when you look well, at, I wouldn't say hard to find. It's hard to cultivate because we go into it like, Coming from our struggle with a scarcity mindset. Yep. It's like, well, does this nigga even meet my personal criteria? Does he make $80,000 a year type right. shit? Yeah. It's like, in the grand scheme of things, what is the difference between my seventy dollars and $80,000 going to do if you don't even like me? Exactly. You hate me. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't even like each other. Yeah. We Why are you worried it. about how much I money mean, I make? I mean, a year, I won't spend a dime on you, though. I ain't sending you on nothing. I'm not buying you nothing. I don't care. No don't kind care of nothing shit. about you. I'm doing this bare minimum shit. Not that materialistic shit is some high level shit, but it's saying in general, like I don't care enough about you to send you money for lunch. I don't to care enough. To do things for you. Yeah, I don't care enough about we you. We don't even that, like each other. Yeah, I got a pocket full of money. Something's wrong with your car, and I don't give a fuck. Like, damn, what you gonna do? Like, I something I want people to listen to. If you're in a relationship or you're dating somebody, yeah. Not not if you like them. Think about truly, does that person like you? Yeah. Like not as far as like they like your face. Right. They, you know what I'm saying? They like what you do for them. Right. But do they like you as a person? Yep. That's a good question. It, and it's it, and it's 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 so and it's funny because growing up we hear all these little cliches and catchphrases and all this shit, right? And you hear, you always heard, like, it's the simple things. It's little things that matter the most. And we heard it, and we, you know, we never really understood it, I don't think. Mm -hmm. And you get older, like, oh, I get it. Yep. So when you ask that question, do you even, do you like me? Yeah. Like, do you genuinely, if, if I didn't have any of this shit, any Just of this, me standing would here. you like me? Yeah. You know, I, I, I always say, um, in uh, reference to my exes, right, I can, I can say, yo, like, 95% of my ex I can say I'm cool with 95% of them And I can say that be, in, in saying that I can say You know what <laughs> I'm not asking your percentage I didn't, I'm not asking your percentage I'm not asking your percentage I'm not asking How many For you I'm just My fault Yeah you cool You good I, just you, I was like oh yeah, shit Yeah you safe You safe <laughs> You safe I'm not gonna do that to you Cause I know you my brother I'm not gonna do that to you But the real shit though Is like bro like when I think about it, it's because of the fact that we fought with each other. Now, other shit came into play, mm -hmm. and that's why it didn't work. And I don't regret anything not working. It didn't work because it didn't work. So if any of y'all listening know this is not me, nah, nah. I'll, I'll say this. 
with what you're saying, there, I've been in enough relationships. There's only two women that I've ever dealt with that I would ever say that that was my fault. I fucked that up type thing. And being because I didn't appreciate them as a person. Yeah. And this is just me learning this now. Mm -hmm. Like, and one of them is when me and you first met. The woman I was with when me and you first met. Okay. So that was her and another one that you don't even know her. But use her as an example. She's dope as hell. Mm -hmm. Like, she's just a quality human. Right. And at the time, I was just like, yo, she fits. Yeah. She, she... She likes the stuff that I like. She, some things that I like, she's similar to me in some kind of ways. But I never, looking back on it, I never got to know her. And mm-hmm. we were together for almost a year and a half. Yeah. I never got to know her. Like, mm-hmm. her her details. Yeah. yeah. You have to get to know the details of a person. We don't, we don't do that no more. We How, get to know, like, their resumes. In a, in a world where the details aren't, it's easy to find out. How do you do that? Because, you know, it's a lot of people, number one, who don't, you know, and, and, and I keep saying identity because there's not a lot of it. And I think for a lot of, a lot of not just women, but men as well, we don't even know ourselves. We don't know our own details mm-hmm. for me to express to you. This is what, you know, in therapy, that's, you know, that's, so you that's something. First. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, in therapy, you know, my therapist talks about that a lot. She says, well, Tell me about yourself. She asked me a lot. You know, tell tell me about like what do you like? Are you saying this is what I like? Yeah. You you first 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 thing you have to do is you have to like yourself as a person. I'm just now getting to the point in my life where I like myself. Mm-hmm. I like the decisions that I make. I I trust myself. That's a big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that when my life started turning around is when I started doing two things. I stopped lying to myself mm. and I started keeping promises to myself. Yeah. They sound like the same thing, but they're not. Yeah. Lying to yourself is saying you're going to do something that is completely impossible. Right. I'm going to start this business and I'm going to make a million dollars next year. Or I'm going to make a right. hundred thousand, some stupid unachievable goal. Yep. That's lying to yourself. Keeping your promise to yourself is I'm going to make sure I go to the gym three times a week and I'm going. Right. Then you start enjoying yourself more. You keep, yeah. you start doing shit like that. You start finding it's like, yo, I'm actually dope. Yeah. Type shit. But that's next. You have to start there. That's yeah. where we start. Right. And then you have to do that. You have to put that same effort into one person. Yeah. And and the whole dating thing is is trash because you have to go through the initiation phase. To figure out who you want to learn the details about. Right. But then there's the fact that people go into the dating phase with the, the fucked up mindset. It's like, yo, I'm get some dinners out of this nigga. I know he got money. So I know we're going to go downtown to Roof, Roof Chris. So we're going to go to the historic district and, you yeah, know, go on the rooftops yeah. and all kind of shit. It's corny. Yeah. But that goes back to the fact that you have to date people that actually like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if... And I'm not, and I'm definitely not saying this, but if you have any doubt that this woman couldn't come over your house and sit down and do nothing with you and just talk and get to know you, you don't need to be going to take her to no $200 date. 
It's real. Just, just, and I'm not telling you that's what you need to do is bring her to your house because and do nothing cause because that's it's not, not gonna happen. Anyway. Yeah, that's not a date. Yeah. What? I, but I'm saying if if you were to ask her, would she be willing to accept something like? Would she be willing to accept going to walk down around Foresight a few times and just get to know each other? Right. If you could take her there, then you could take her on a two hundred dollar date. If right. not, she don't need to be going out with you because right. she don't fucking like you. That's a fact. So it's a bar. Just date, just date people that like you. It's really it's a bar. That fucking simple. And and actually, in in that whole conversation, you actually answered my second question. And my second question was, how do you choose the right woman and the importance of choosing the right woman? Oh um, yeah, that's catch up. Like like I said before, my life improved drastically. When black women are around me, even even in a non-romantic capacity. So just having them around is already dope. But having one that's your teammate, mm. you know what I'm saying? It, that's just going to rocket you. Because you could see, how many times have you seen a brother who's already successful get married and his shit go even higher? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just. Life's easier as a man. Life's easier with a woman around. It's just yeah. that simple. Absolutely. Because we have broad vision. Right. Women have more detailed vision. Right. So you could come and be like, look, I'm trying to get this house in by, by the time I'm 35. Yeah. She's going to come up with the plan of, all right, well, your credit score is like a 680 right now. Right. We need it at an 800 before then. Right. And she's going to, you know, just... Wild shit. I'm going to give you a perfect example. We was at the hall the other day, yeah. right? And it was a bunch of men around, and there was some new stuff on the wall, like a bunch of list of names. Right. And the fellas was like, man, what the fuck is this shit over there? Right. Like, and, and ain't none of us went to go find it out. Right. A group of women came in, and we were still talking about the list. All three of them went to go investigate. Right. In two minutes, the same two minutes, we could have took our black asses over. Right. They came back with all the details. Like, Yo, this, this, and this, and this. That's what black women, they improve your life because right. of the details, bro. Absolutely. The details. Dope, dope black women do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not every single one. Because just. But I'm, I'm only talking about the dope ones. Okay. I'm not worried about okay. the trend. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's, it's there. Yeah. They're there. You know, of course. Gotta be honest. They're there. Of course. And you know it's, it's never mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna do it. Nah, You're not gonna do it. Oh man! I, I think that, and I, I've had this. You know, I've had this conversation before. I think we might have talked about it. I'm not sure, but there's a segment. Um, and I've talked about. Actually, you know, I tweeted about this before. And I, I asked a simple question. I said, "Do you put in enough work to feel as entitled as you do?" And the question wasn't a material thing, right? Do you, you, you know, what I mean. There is a lot of that because you hear a lot of "I deserve." Yeah, I and I'm not settling for less than I deserve. And the thing shit. is, it's like no, like you know, uh, know your worth and add tax. Okay, I, I hear that thing. right? But here's the thing: you you may think your worth is that, but really you have for that. Yeah, you're not there yet. Not saying you can't become that, but telling me you deserve these things, I'm going to ask you: Well, based off of what? Yeah, like what do you do? What what have you done? That makes you feel as if you deserve that. You deserve that because you want that. Yeah. Or you feel like that, you know what I mean? That improves your life. Sure. A million dollars would improve mine, but I don't deserve it. Not yet. I gotta I gotta get there. I gotta work to earn. Something we need to do is we need to understand, maybe, maybe not take it 
as 100% fact, but we need to understand people's perception of us. Right. Because how the atmosphere that, well, I want to say the, the behavior that people have when they're around you says a lot how they feel about you. Right. So you can, you can think you're dope. You can think you're hot shit all you want to. But if the people around you think you ain't shit, there's, there's, there's a disconnect here. You right. feel what I'm saying? So just a lot more self-reflection, and then I think we could grow a lot more. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's get into some more music. Here we go. Um, I got one more. I got another topic I want to get into okay. with you after this. Okay. Um, but let you go ahead, man. What you got? Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, Are you shooting these off the top of your head? I am now. That's dope. The first one I had, but the, the second one since you started acting up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with... Um, Motorbike, uh, Leon Bridges. Mm. Here we go again. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, cutting up now. Okay. I'm going to look for my last one, though. I say less. I'm going to come hard. Yeah. Pause. No. <laughs> So I'm gonna tap into um somebody a little more uh current man. I'm gonna go through um go to Mariah man, Mariah the scientist man. It's a record y'all probably heard before, but if not, you can hear it today. Let's tap in Mariah. Rock one. We're gonna tap into Mariah the scientist man, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Thank you. 
Little Mariah the Scientist, man. She actually dropped a new album recently. It's pretty dope, man. Yeah, she dope. Though. Yeah, fuck Mariah. She fine as hell. Hey, always matters. Always the important aspects. Always matters. Um, one thing uh, I wanted to get to real quick. Um, actually, I got this got sent to me, and, and my thoughts on it were uh, were asked. So I thought I'd bring it to you or you coming on, because mm-hmm. um, it's kind of your bag as well. So. Uh, it was a tweet, man, and it says, um, "As someone trained to become a therapist, y'all recommend therapy for thing for too, uh, for too many things." To be honest, I think the activity y'all are looking for is revolution. And it says basically, if everyone needs therapy, then the problems everyone is dealing with are systemic, cultural, too big to be confronted <laughs> alone between two people. It's actually a grave injustice to just make individuals responsible for this. So, with that being said, um, you know the point was, you know, we and what I alluded to in, in my response was that a lot of times we go to therapy or tell somebody need therapy for things that we haven't tried to work on ourselves. I feel like therapy is kind of almost a last resort. You know, it's okay. Let me try to figure these things out. I can't figure this out. Let me bring a, a, another party in to help me out. And not let me not just say, hey, you, man, bro, you bugging because you need therapy. Mm-hmm. Go to therapy. Like, and I tell a lot of my friends you need therapy, but a lot of my friends I tell that to because I'm seeing shit like, bro, nah, you need to, you it sound like it's something there. I don't know. I ain't licensed. Right. But you probably should talk to somebody about it and see. The, the thing is, with, with going to therapy, because you, everybody has trauma has their trauma and the the reason why i kind of disagree with that statement is Mm -hmm. we did all grow up similar we're all black the same age our culture is very similar so a lot of the things we we dealt with are similar so okay now that i'm saying that out loud i do kind of agree with what they're saying (laughs) because some of it is systemic but you still do need to go to therapy to handle it on an individual level as well. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and the one, one thing that kind of sticks out to me was last year uh, during the summer, you know, last summer where you're seeing all of this shit and the riots and the boycotts and all this shit. And it was just so much to deal with. Mm-hmm. It was honestly overwhelming. Like that's actually when I actually first started really doing podcasts. Um, and I just remember, like, looking forward to it because it was just somewhere to go to get my shit off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it wasn't on some Malcolm X revolutionary shit. It was just like, yo, like, I need to get this out of my fucking head because it's living with me. You know what I mean? And I can't, but I, I turned the news on. I'll never forget. being News will give f- you depression. Eh? Yeah. But I just, I'll never forget watching CNN and seeing a group of, you know, a group of black people outside of the CNN building about to burn that shit down. Mm. And I'm just looking at, and I remember like the riots in Atlanta, and then you got the guy gets killed at the Wendy's, and they burn the Wendy's down, and I was like, bro, like, yo, what's going? Like, it's crazy. It's like it was like, so much. It was so much going on. It was it was a trauma dump, if you want to be it, honest. Like literally, everything that's everything that's going on on a on a micro level was just plastered all over the all over screens in a macro level. So everybody saw what everybody was going through. I'm gonna come clean. I feel like when 
Alton Sterling and Michael Brown and all these things were coming, you know, and, and Trayvon and all, all these things were happening. And I became desensitized. To Numb. Mm-hmm. Something about last summer ripped the Band-Aid right off. And, and I it felt it. I yeah. felt it every single time. I felt it. Like it hit me and it was a wave. And we're in the middle of a quarantine, you know, in the, in the middle of a pandemic and shit shut down. And you can't go, you know, I can't go to the bar. And, and you know what I mean? I can't and, do and these you things. You can't drown in a bottle no yeah, more. Yeah, I can't go mm-hmm. pull up. I can't, you know, you, you know, I see a lot of people talk about Cranes in the Sky, a beautiful song. And talk about all these different mechanisms. You, you know, I couldn't literally, couldn't drink it away, couldn't smoke it away, couldn't fuck it away. I couldn't do anything because that wasn't safe. It was quarantine. You'll give you some damn pussy you want to. Bitch got COVID, you gonna die. I had COVID, nigga. That shit is no bitch. Man, listen, I was blessed not to have it, man. And shit, I actually went and got my damn uh, flu shot a couple weeks ago. Got they gave me a tetanus shot too. Hey, man, it'll shoot nigga up. Man, I took the shirt off and have energy. Fuck it. Yeah, but I, but yeah, that that look. Anybody, I I have no respect for anybody that said COVID is a conspiracy because I had that shit, nigga. I was in the hospital for three days. With that fucking thing in my mouth, bro. That it's, COVID is no bitch, man. Listen, whatever the the first that 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 first brand, whatever the, <laughs> whatever that first one was a year ago, because I had it around November, right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, last year is when I had it. Whatever whatever brand that was, whatever yeah. strand that was, yeah, that that was the beast. But yeah. I'm gonna tell you, okay, I'm gonna get a little personal. Um, my whole family had it. My mother, we would, because we drove to Ohio to see my grandmother right before she mm. passed away. Same thing you did. It was like, yo, yeah. we're going to go see grandmother for Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's our last one. Um, one of my family members had it and they didn't know they had it. And we was all in the car. Yeah. So we all got it. And ever since we had, we all got COVID in that situation. I'm not going to say who it is, what. One of my family members is a completely different person. Okay. Like their 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 mortality, excuse me, is huge on their mind. That's that's literally all they talk about now. Right. They want to uh find themselves and same thing you talking about, it's like everything is coming at them now. And yeah. they feel everything at the moment. Yep. And so now they behave differently yeah. with the rest of the family. Family's in shambles because yeah. of that. As far as emotional connection, right, right, because right. of that, right, and it's all. Although this, to bring it back full circle to your initial call, although the problems are systemic, you still need to go handle it on a micro level in therapy. Right. You need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of home first right. before you start trying to be a revolutionary. Absolutely, you feel what I'm saying. So that, I guess that's how I feel. Absolutely about because about as the tweet. A, yeah, because you you can be conflicted. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's hard to lead when you're conflicted. You know what I mean? Because impossible it, if you want to be honest. Yeah, honestly, because you have, to have you, a steady, steady yeah, vision. Because you can you can almost become a character, right? Like I'm putting on this front every single day to lead this revolution, True. and then. When I get home and, and I you know I take, take my cape your mask off. off. Yeah, take the mask off and the mm-hmm. cape and all that. I'm just vulnerable. I can't deal with shit. Yep. I'm lashing out, you know. And I think that's part, of, you know, 
when you hear about our heroes, right, our MLKs and all, you start hearing about the deep, dark secrets. Mm-hmm. It's because they were human and, and there was conflict there. Yep. And they weren't this perfect person. If you hear about Martin Luther King stepping out on Coretta, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, but what was going on? Like, because I don't know if Martin just, you know what I mean? Just, hey man, I'm about to go fuck these bitches. Yeah. I don't, maybe he was. Who knows? Who but, okay, knows? Even even if he was right, right. Even if he was, does that change anything he anything he did? Not a thing. That's my thing. So why why not saying you specifically? But why do we even care? It's a it's it's something we do, and I don't. I almost feel like it's something. And I don't know if it's a black thing or white thing, but it's something that's done to make these heroes seem mortal. Mortal. Because look, he do the same thing we do. Yeah, he, you know what I mean. And it's, but it's like he, bro, he, like, he cheat too. You know what I'm saying? Martin yeah, Luther like, King cheated. I could cheat too. He, ain't, he, ain't, shit. yeah, he ain't shit. I ain't shit. We yeah. all, yeah, we all ain't. Ain't none of these niggas shit. America. One thing America loves doing is chopping. Yeah, motherfucker down. Don't do too good. Nah, it can never be. You could. That's uh, why. That's why I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it a whole book. This is a little off subject. I yeah. hope I never get famous. That's a fact. Cause boy, I was a trash nigga when we was young, bro. Oh, you talking about that? I'm. Tell, I'm gonna be honest with you. I said this before. I said it again. <laughs> Twitter has a thing where you can like search like your old like username and search like certain tweets and shit, mm-hmm. right? And my bookmarks go all the way back. It's a bunch of bullshit I've said in the past. I'm be. I'm gonna come clean. I don't give a fuck. You're never like. Let's say you know. Let's say it's in, in God's will for this podcast to become this big thing that everybody fucks with and taps into. Go search my old tweets. I'm gonna tell you now. This is episode 36. I'll tell y'all now. You're gonna find some bullshit. Some bullshit. I've been on Twitter since 2000. When Twitter was Twitter, nigga. 2009. I've had my Twitter Since 2009 I had my yeah, Twitter There's some shit on there Nigga that's what What's it 2020 That's 12, 12 years Of oh, shit A uh, 19 And it's so funny Because And the reason why I, I like it Is because You could Like This is tweets From when I was 19 But they I mean They they be, tra- they, they be trying to cancel Niggas from shit They said in the 90s Can't cancel a real nigga <laughs> You Dave Chappelle Yeah I was about to say Hey I'm, yeah. I'm with Dave I'm Dave Chappelle you can't cancel a real nigga. Um, how do you feel about that stand-up? You know, a lot of people... It, I love Dave. You ain't never going to be able to talk bad yeah. about Dave to me what, ever. And you know um, what I loved about the stand-up, man? This is a little off topic, but what I loved about the stand-up was that he mirrored, and he really, he said so much real, true shit. And we saw, he heard him say, basically, the black person, no matter what, the black human... Has so little rights and people care so, you know, so little about them that any other segment of people can be offended. And you can say what you want to about us. Just don't piss them off. Right. And then you fast forward a week later, John Gruden says all this shit about this black man and it's cool until they find emails about this gay guy. It's like, whoa. Then now he's got it. Now he's got to go. Now you got to answer that. Yeah, you can't. You can't say that. How? Yeah. Could, why would you say that? You can't say that. But when he was a big lip nigga, mm. <laughs> what, what, what did he say? He had tired lips. Uh, yeah, he had like Michigan that? tires. Yeah, and he tried to explain it away by saying the guy had rubber lips and they just flap and run. 
But as soon as you talk mm. about Michael Sam and all that shit and dropped all those uh, uh, exp- expletives, expletives. Ex- expletives. Yeah, yeah he, she put that out there, over with. Gotta go, G. Gotta go. That, okay. Things, okay. I don't like talking about this kind of shit because it makes me mad, uh-huh. right? And I'm, you you know me personally. Right. I'm, I'm one of them. I don't like talking about it, especially with like white people. Right. Because I'm end up hitting one of these white folks. I'm still in that. No, I'm, I'm being this. Yeah. I'm still in that mindset to where it's like, okay, this conversation is going nowhere. But if you're going to keep disrespecting me, I'm going to cause you physical pain so you can learn not to do that shit to me. Right. That, but, I've seen it. Yeah. There's <laughs> no lies told. <laughs> but, but still though, like it, that situation's like, this is why I don't join into, this is why I deleted my Facebook. Yeah. I, so I, I don't join in a conversation like that because I legitimately be mad about shit like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just, and that it's not good for my mental health. Facebook was depressing. Facebook going is. off. Facebook but, is. Yeah. Facebook I, is. I was going off. Nah, That's why good, I love TikTok. Good. Shout out to TikTok. Yo, TikTok is genius. I love TikTok. Genius. All, all, all I do is watch black women do dances. Nah, all that's day. a fact. That's a fact. That's it. That's a fact. All I do. Mm-hmm. What's, a, what's, what's that? A serotonin hit? Endorphin hit? One of the two. Something. Yeah. I, I, I feel great. Thank I, God for it. Yeah. Shout out to that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's. And I'm the same way. You know, and I used to, I, I, I told myself, and I still do limit my social media intake. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm active on social media and trying to promote businesses and podcasts and shit. But, um,. I'm very, very careful in what I look at and what I watch via via socials. Right. And what's this? Oh, um, via socials because you know, you know you hear that word about your diet and your diet is more than what you eat. So I do try to watch that. You know, I, I don't watch a lot of television. I really don't. I got my got a couple shows I may watch, you know, I watch BMF now. You know what I mean? I, I still ain't I'll, watched that. Yeah, yet. I watch Power Raising. You know, I watch Raising Canaan. You know, I watch a lot of different shows. You know, um, but it's literally that, and that's like my hour, two hours of TV a week, if it's not sports, because obviously sports. You know, that ain't gonna take my thought process. You know what I'm saying? Like sports is sports, but um, but yeah, like I said, I was real interested, man, especially coming from you. Um, you know, uh, your thoughts on that because I know you did therapy. Um, you're one of the people who told me about therapy and, and the kind of the um, the incentives of going, man, and, and what good can come from it, right? And also the importance of going to therapy and being real, yeah, being honest, being don't, truthful. Don't, don't lie in there, bro. You help yourself. You waste some money. Yeah, don't lie in yourself. Yeah. I mean, don't lie. Don't lie. Like I said, bro, before, don't yeah. lie to yourself. That's a fact. We, you start lying to yourself, you start disliking yourself. That's a fact. That's a fact. Start disliking yourself. So how can you? How can how, just think think of it like this. How can you keep loving somebody that, that constantly lies to you? That's a fact. So how do you love yourself when you're always lying to yourself? Exactly. It does it it doesn't make sense. I'm trying to remember what it's a, it's an artist, man. He got a line and he was like, um, try being with somebody who wants to be somebody. I think it's Drake. Like try be somebody who wants to be somebody else. Like it's so tough to do, and it's real. Like you know what I mean. Like that sounds like some Drake will say. Yes, it's, it's, it's definitely Aubrey line. Yeah. It's Aubrey quote. I, I, I try to get a Drake quote in, 
At least once an episode. It used to be R. Kelly, but you know. <laughs> no, we definitely not do R. Kelly. Yeah, I can't do R. Kelly anymore. HR. You know we got HR. HR told us. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, they said we that I was yeah, a be ringing the doorbell in the morning. Yeah, no, it's fact. Got to clear me out of here. So, get some more music, man. Close this thing out. All right, I hear you, baby. Um, I'm gonna give you one one of my older favorites. Okay, uh, hipster girl, uh, Sango, and Xavier Omar. Sango with an S. That got you. Yeah. What's your chance to rapper with a hipster girl? Can't find it? Never found it. Oh. Just went in my Serato. <laughs> I used to play that. Woof. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Um. So, man, I'm going to get to. Uh, hmm. That was a good one, man. <laughs> that was playing. Yeah, I, I was coming correct this t- today. Nah, you, you held that one down. Yeah. You damn sure did that one, man. So, um. I'm going to get into some Gambino, man. 
Get some Gambino, man. We're going to tap into Gambino. We're going to do Terrified. Whole. Oh. Back in the hole. So uh, Halloween uh, This episode is actually dropping on Halloween man um, Any Halloween memories? Did you have Halloween as a kid? Not really I mean I did uh, I can't remember a single costume From when I was younger I remember two I remember two I, No I lied I was a white Power Ranger <laughs> I think when I was in like, I was seven years old I think Okay I okay I remember two man I remember one um, my mom sent me took me my brother to the mall to trick or treat, um, and I was a, a vampire. I remember moms was getting mad because they like, they gave a little blood, a little fake blood, mm-hmm. but she was like candy. When you was licking it off, yeah, I kept licking the shit off. It was foreshadowing for me. Mm, nasty nigga. Yeah, man, foreshadowing. And then also, my mom, my moms took me to. Uh, my mom took me to, took us to like little, you know, little fall festivals at church oh. on Halloween. Remember what they used to call those? I'm asking. Do you oh, no, no, no. Okay, I don't either. Uh-huh. Somebody told me it's called a Hallelujah Night, and that shit had me crying because I do not think that was the name of that shit. You call my cousin shit. Hallelujah Night. But, um, so, uh, next question, man. Halloween, all, you know, Freddie, Jason, all that good shit, man. Who, what, uh, Halloween, not Halloween, but what movie villain scares you the most? Like, if they told you, yo, that nigga's real and he's coming for you. Freddy likes shit. See, here we go. Same, same Freddy shit. Freddy shit. Tell me can why. You, how can you not go? You can't go to sleep, nigga? You're scratching the same shit. You can't go to sleep. Nigga scared of Chucky and all. Bruh, you can't go to sleep. You know how ill that is? Because eventually You have to go to bed You will be exhausted And you going to to sleep 
That's ill, man. But yeah, nah. And then the stress of being tired of not of not being able to go to sleep is gonna make you go to sleep. Man, stop it. Man, so many Freddie. Like and then think about how crazy you go and not going like your mind is gonna be so fucked that he and then you go to sleep. And then you when you go to sleep, it's not like you fall asleep real quick. You mean knocked out. It's a wrap. You're dead. It's gone. Over with. Wake up fucked up. What is it? Wake up dead? Black yep. shit? <laughs> nigga woke up dead. Some nigga shit. But yeah, though. Freddie nigga. Okay. That's a fact. I was just wondering, man. I had a question for you, my nigga. Talk to me. Well, how are you with the situation going on with me being here? With you know, because like I said before, this is your baby. Like, yeah. how, how you feel like right now? Um, <laughs> I'm in a. Uh, I'm in a good space with it. Okay. I'm in a good space with it. Um, when it first happened, there were questions, right? Um, but in conversation, I, conversations I had actually with black women. Um, the shout there's out to them. yeah, also always shot at them. There was a prevailing thing, man, and they all said the same thing. I'm not. I mean, I'm not really worried about. Like you and you know, like what what is going to look like? Mm-hmm. I like, I'm confident in you and what you can do. It's just, I hate that that happened that way. I said, and okay, you gotta cool. go through that shit. In my in, in in with that, my confidence in turn grew, and it's like, yeah, like fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, and I was never down and I was never down about it. Like immediately, um. You know, I started making phone calls immediately. Hell, yeah. you first one. Hey, yo, boom. Hey, China. Yeah, okay, bet. And I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, might help my schedule over there on the wall. You know, I got a count on the wall. It's just full. And what I wanted to avoid is it coming off a certain way. Yeah. Like, I didn't want it to seem like it was some revenge tour. Or it seems like it was a... uh you know what I mean? I, I feel, you know, I feel this, so I'm doing that. And it's yeah. some get back. A petty shit. response. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 Tit for tat type shit. Because it was never that. Because like you said, this is my baby. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, you know, this idea was something that I birthed, something that I built, something that I've been thinking about, you know, for a while. So in growing it, you know, it, it almost felt like, to be real with you, if and I always, I, I bring God into everything in my life. And I really felt like, this was God taking the training wheels off. Yeah. Like, I felt like, okay, this is God telling me, yeah, okay, you did X, Y, and Z. Knocking you out your comfort zone a little exactly, bit. Exactly, like, boom. Mm-hmm. This is what you want to do? Boom. Let's, Let's do it. You, you ready. It. Yeah. You ready. Go. Let's do it. Handle it. Boom. And do it gracefully. Do it with class. Do it the way you're not talking down on nobody. Yep, exactly. You're not, you know, you're not trying to make it a thing where you you trashing somebody for personal gain. I'm never going to do that. And that also kind of goes back to what we was talking about when we very first started talking is that you're to the point mentally now. It's like, okay, I can handle it. Right. Whatever's, whatever's coming, I, I'm good. Absolutely. I got it. I can take care of this. Yep. It's easy. It, it, it may take work, but I can handle the work. Work ain't nothing. There was something that um, I remember was written on the board. Uh, about three, four years ago, when I first started coming and going into CrossFit, which I need to get back into. Um, but, um, and it said, you didn't come here for easy. 
It was written right there on the board. I remember when I first walked in and I looked at the board, it was written right across the top. You didn't come here for easy. And I saw it, and you know, I like, Lord, they about to, you know what I mean? They about to yeah. kill niggas. But it, when I started applying that to real life, it was like, yo, I didn't. Like, so again, it's, you know, it's taking them crutches off. And, and honestly, it takes a little bit of confidence to have. Like, some, you know, you got to have a certain level of confidence in your bro. Like, whatever happens, this shit's going to rock. Like, this is going to get built the way I want to build it. Not because, I like we spoke about earlier, I feel like I deserve it. Because, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to put that work in. I know the hours that I put in. I know the, you know, the time, the, the you know, I mean, how many sleepless nights I had before this whole shit started. Word. Of damn, how I'm gonna do this? Even bringing somebody along and being at the forefront, and I got somebody with me, and I'm like, "Yo, this is how we gonna do this X, Y, and Z," leading that charge. And then when all of it's said and done, it's like, "How the fuck I'm gonna make this work?" Yep. The thing is, though, it's like something that I learned is it just because something takes work doesn't mean it's gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? You just gotta go. You just gotta do it. Right. Because you already have the, the talent and the mental capacity to take care of this already. Mm-hmm. You just got to put one foot in front of the other and just work. Right. It's a simple process. It's not in, it, entirely difficult. You know what I'm saying? Just it just take work. Mm-hmm. Just keep working. Should keep growing. It's next time I come back, it's gonna be more than this this board. It's gonna be more than <laughs> these lights. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Until you oh. pull them to a certain building. You see what I'm saying? You know, it's, certain, it's certain office space. Sir, we yeah. here. Just every time we go. You know what I'm saying? Just constant progression in every aspect of life. I think that, um, and this is why, you know, whenever I do have kids, if that's in the cards, I want them to play in sports. It's a certain level of, um, it's a certain level of stress that gets put on you playing sports. I Very mean, so. just, you know, just when you think about, I don't know, you hooping, right? And you, you know what I mean? It's one by two or whatever, and you playing, and them niggas get half. Yep. And just every time that ball goes up, like, oh, shit. Yep. Right? It's just in, in, in staying locked in in that moment. Like, just that. And, and as a kid, it seems so small. And then when you're on the court, same thing. We down 15. And we got to walk this lead back. And it's like, you, you get some kids... And it's funny because you can trace back to those kids that quit to on now, you. Yep. and you can. It's literally like, yeah, sports, sports teach you how to take L's. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, sports it's certain, teach you how to take L's. It, it literally takes adversity and puts it mm. right in front of you and say, "Deal with it." Yep, here it goes, right here. In Every your face. whether we just playing pickup somewhere or we really on this court, you know what I mean, on this field, whatever, really getting this, whatever it is. Adversity walks right to your front door. Let me door. ask you a question. What's up? Were you when when you first started playing? Were you the kid that cried when he took the L? <laughs> I was, I was. No, because I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I hate losing more than I love like winning. winning. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying. So that's why I think going back to I agree that your kids should play sports. I should have my son in sports sooner. So that's that's. If I'm blessed to have more kids, that's something at like four yep. year in sports. But um that's something that I learned that that has been my personality trait since I was been forever. And I take that that's past sports. Right. The recent 
struggles that I had in the past year, it the reason why I was so down is not because of anything other than I hated the fact that I I lost. Right. I lo- I made the wrong decision or felt like yeah. I made the wrong decision. I something got me here. Mm-hmm. And I was so mad. I I've never been more mad at myself in my life than I was in the last year. Right. So But looking back on it, I've always been like that. Right. You you could find that shit out about yourself from 6 years old playing sports. I tell you, as a kid, I never forget. We would let's say me and my brother playing Sega, PlayStation, whatever. I would win. Right? My brother was telling me I lost. I just played this game with you. I watched me win. But you telling me I lost set me off. Yeah. Like, I needed you to say that I won. Yeah. So, like, you need I to acknowledge like, that I beat you, Acknowledge I just cut your ass, Yeah. You know? Like, say that shit. You can't say it, I'm going crazy. You like, say so, that I beat you, G. So you asked that, and yes, I was definitely the kid who just couldn't take an L. I couldn't. And, and honestly, you know, it was a... <laughs> Honestly, it was a thing where it was a, I gave so much in those games, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I learned that early, but I had to learn to, I I learned to give my all when I played, right? I I went 100%. But what I had to learn later on was, as long as I know I did everything I could possibly do, I ain't got nothing to be, and they said, well, you got nothing to be sad about. We lost. Yeah, used to hate that shit. So. Like, but and when I got older, I I see what y'all meant. I get it now, but Yo, don't. I, I, that's some some shit that I'm never gonna say to my kid is. It's just a game type shit. Nah, I don't don't nah. don't say that to your athletic kid. Nah. I'm a cultivate. I'm a cultivate this competitiveness. Yeah, don't. I'm a cultivate. Don't don't, don't say that. To I'm gonna take kid. that. Remember this feeling. It's just, it's just a game, G. What? You know the conversations I enjoyed as a kid when we lost. Take that feeling right there and remember that shit. Yep. And bring it back. Next time you see them niggas, bring what's it back. Up? Feel it. When you when you in the weight room and you tired, mm. bring it back. When you running and you tired, bring it back. When you tight, you know, I, man, I can't shoot no bring it back. Cause guess what? They taking that shot. That you 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 we here working out. You got a thousand jumpers. You too tired. Okay. Cause they shooting a thousand. Yeah. You ain't niggas, shoot that. The niggas that just cut your ass. They cut your ass and they putting that work in. You lost and you don't? Yeah. And that's what a that, life lesson. Nigga, that's why you lost. That I see why. Yeah. Man, I never forget you. my dad told me that shit one time. I said, I see why y'all lost. I was like, nigga. But yeah. <laughs> But real shit, yeah. like, you know what? You right. Let me get back out. Let me get back to it. Keep your head down and just keep working. And that goes mm-hmm. through with everything. You know, it's a life lesson. Um, so you know, to really, to really answer your question, man, I feel like I'm in a really good space in this shit. You know what I mean? I, I know what needs to be done. Um, there's no ill will or hard feelings. I don't feel a way about anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it is, is what it is. Because at the end of the day, I'm I'm more so proud of myself. And not allowing anybody's actions to dictate my passions. Right. Right. Because I could have put myself in a boat to where without that, there is no podcast. I couldn't allow that to happen. I could have said, fuck it. Like, and actually, the the first time it happened, like, two weeks, done. 
right? Um, there's a um David Shans. I don't know if you're familiar with David Shans. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a, his Instagram is on um, Sleepers for Suckers, right? And he has a, a very uh, very um, popular podcast, whatever. And um, on he he does this. Uh, he did a um a launcher podcast challenge, right? So I tapped into it. You know what I mean? I do believe in investing in the knowledge, and obviously the podcast has been launched. But one thing he said, he said, you know, it's number one bad idea, taking a break. Not taking a break as in taking a break, you're tired. He said, but that whole season one, take a few weeks off. See, he said, because do you get to work in, do you, when you go to work, do you work in seasons? No. Not he said all. that shit works for TV because they're filming new episodes. But with this, we don't, you don't do that. You need to consistently put, and we did that, actually. And in the I season, we had season one. Like, didn't I hit you? I was like, yo, is it over? Like, yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, you did. You hit it. Mm-hmm. And, and the funny part about it is that even in that, right, I was like, you know what? Nah, hey, come back. Let's do another episode real quick. Mm-hmm. It was going to do two weeks off. Nah, we're going to drop this week. We're going to take. Because what ended up happening was we ended up taking, if I remember correctly, we ended up taking like two and a half weeks off. But in podcast land, yeah, that's a long we time. only missed a week. Oh, okay. Because we we recorded one day, then came back and recorded another day. So then I dropped that Sunday. Then I had a week, but that week was off. And dropped that Sunday. And then we had another week off of nothing. And then you basically had that other week off, record, then drop. So you had all these weeks. You had this, this, this time where you didn't really record anything, but you, you didn't miss too much time in podcast land. Right. And this is actually giving the views a little bit, you know, behind the scenes of it. But literally, we only, you know, we, we were out like two and a half weeks. But what they heard was episode 30, yeah. 31, break, and we back, 32. Yeah. But it was only one week that they missed. You know what I mean? But you did hit me and ask me. And the funny part is one of my other homeboys hit me before we took the break. Actually, he gave me the idea for us, so fuck you. It's Scrap, it's Scrap, one of my best friends, man. But Scrap asked me, said, damn, y'all niggas going to just run 52 straight weeks off? You know, my mom was like, yeah, man, we probably should take a break. Get a little something in there. But the real thought pressure is like, yep. Mm-hmm. We're going to run 100 straight weeks. And if we want to take a break, we're going to double up. You want a break? Cool. Let's double. Let's earn a break. So that is what, you know what I mean? It is what it is. But yeah, man, I mean, that's a good question. It's a valid question. Um, I feel like people who fuck with the podcast have that question. You know what I mean? But, you know, just being prepared for whatever, man, like. Drop this episode, peep numbers, and if the numbers, hey, I'm prepared. Because I ain't going to stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is, it is what it is, man. So Nothing changed but the date. Nothing, man. That grind ain't going to be that grind. Always, always. Um, you know what I mean? Like I said, much love to everybody and all this shit, man. You know, we going to get it in. So, any, any other questions? <laughs> nah, that's all I got, brother. That's all you got? That's all I got, man. Say this. So, uh, say this. So, man, uh, once again, man, this is an untitled podcast. You already know how we give it up. Uh, you fuck with it, fuck with it. If you don't, don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. That's a fucking fact, man. So, um, all hearts and minds are clear. Um, you know, with that being said. We gonna get out. Uh, remember, man, this shit's a grind, man. At the end of the day, it's always gonna be a grind. Uh, this shit's always gonna be hard. The only thing for you to do is choose your hard, cause this shit gonna be hard. You can be fat as fuck, or you can grind and lose that weight. But all day is on you, man. So that being said, we out. See y'all next week.
taste it. I love it, I need it, I want it, my love it, I feed it, I'm got it, I'm got it, I'm genius, I'm proud of cheese grits at four seasons, fresh squeezing, no stresses, no reason, toast champagne to achievements. Untitled Podcast.